Welcome. This is Tim and Karen Titus from Stampin' on the Back Porch, and we're doing our podcast about creativity, paper crafting, and life. So today we're talking about finding gratefulness in difficult times. This is Thanksgiving <laughs> week, and Thanksgiving looks quite different this year. So Yes, it does. Um, and, you know, being grateful doesn't mean ignoring the difficulties. It just means keeping hope and love and relationships at the center of what we do. So, And it means like a year from now when we look back on this Thanksgiving, you know, we'll have great stories. And it's still, you know, we, we got through it. And there were some good things that came out of it. And our kids that are excellent cooks will be back to make our turkey for us. I was just going to ask, what are you really missing <laughs> this Thanksgiving? And I guess there was have, one answer right there. <laughs> we have two professional chefs, and our other kids are just really excellent cooks. And so we have just the best feast at Thanksgiving. And Tim all, loves hanging out in the kitchen. You're all just hanging out in the kitchen. Yes. Creating and together. I wash all the dishes, and I used to have a dishwasher. It broke. But, um, yeah. So I what are you going to cook it. for this year? <laughs> well, I got... a turkey breast I got um, we've been talking stuffing, about gravy Trader Joe's we were talking about what parts we still just needed to feel like Thanksgiving Thanksgiving dinner is my favorite meal of the year but I think part of it is Until because now. of all of the work involved that you'd only do it once it's like the whole thing <laughs> it's it's all of it and what do you and do that's when, a hard thing what do you do when we're cooking oh I, I have my Cup of wine with with uh, my mom. A glass of wine. My glass of wine. <laughs> I know how much of a drinker can you tell? I don't even know the right words. <laughs> with For many, many years with my mom and your mom, we would be sitting there. We could see into the kitchen, watch everyone work, and um, just thoroughly enjoy being there, you know, as you look at Christmas over all the time, Thanksgiving over all the times. Uh, and this year, what are we going to do with our kids this year? Nothing. Maybe our, our long distance kids are not coming. Of course, there's no nope. travel. There we are. We have uh, two kids here and one grandson, and then so there are seven of us. Our son owns a house that has a garage, two car garage, that is just detached. It's not it's an detached, attached wood burning stove, and it's like a man cave above ground, and it is just unbelievable. And he's actually done a lot of work on it that we haven't seen. So we might go over there and socially distance. No sharing of food. Go for a walk, yeah, but no food. So it's going to be kind of see what the weather's like. But yeah. that will be very, very different. And, you know, and this is kind of the one time where we have everyone that gets together. And it's not going to happen. Nope. So the first thing I did want to say that it really is okay to feel sad and upset and to miss all this and still feel grateful. Mm -hmm. You know, that it isn't. It's not like being Pollyanna and just thinking, oh, no, we just have to be grateful. We can have lots of emotions at one time. Yeah. And embrace, embrace both kinds of emotions. Yep. And, you know, right now, too, there's so many mental health issues that people are struggling with. And so this is not to say anything about, I mean, those are just serious. You know, our heart just goes out to all the people that are struggling. But for people like us, <laughs> This year, we just need to figure out what else we can focus on. And maybe instead of just being together 
and doing that, we can think of other ways to be serving each other. Studies have shown that expressing gratitude improves both mental and physical Mm. behavior. I absolutely love that the word expressing is in there Mm because it means more than just feeling it. It means like Mm -hmm. getting into action. Like I'm really thankful for you and how hard you work. Yes. Is that? Well, well, no, it's like... You expressing that back by serving me tea oh. when I'm working this oh. morning. I mean, so to it's me, not that's words, kind of, it's... Oh, and, no, but the words, words, too. and action. And the, yeah, absolutely the words, too. You know, I, as I say, here's where we card makers kind of have a head start, because we make all these beautiful cards, but did you know some of us don't aren't really good about sending them? Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know one in particular. So this could be a good time to change that. And I'm just a little better. Yes. But, but you, you know, much. but to make that decision, to think about someone... Maybe there's someone special in your life that you have never thanked before. I think this would be an awesome time to just think back over your life and write down the story of how that person impacted you and then send them that very specific letter. You know, if you have ever received a letter like that, you know what kind of an impact it has. And and I'm even thinking, you know, with your kids, grandkids, neighbors, have you ever like given them a letter that's specific about them? You know, we just tend to just have this, oh yeah, we, you know, we love you and we do all that. But it's like, you know, taking that time to tell the story, to think about the stories, to write them down, just puts you in gratitude and then to actually um, express it. And of course, you can call them too. But, you know, we're just talking about things that are tangible that you can keep and do that. So I think it's a kind of a fun thing to... That just gave me an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, we have four grandkids. Our oldest one's name is Kale Timothy, and very inquisitive um, kid. And um, on Veterans Day, his mom suggested that they call me and ask me about my time in the service. And so they did. And we ended up talking about me being in Vietnam 50 years ago and um, flying, riding, being a passenger on helicopters. And then I started naming all the different kinds of helicopters because I, for part of the year I lived on a hill that you couldn't get to except by a helicopter. So you'd go hitchhike at a helipad. And so I, I rode in a lot of different kinds of helicopters. He was absolutely intrigued and started asking me more and more questions and stuff like that. So I think it'd be nice if I just wrote him a letter I agree. And you know, he actually called you back a second time a week later because he had more questions for him. And you know, that really kind of presents that that Mm -hmm. bond there. But I could actually continue that. But yes. Maybe send some pictures of me when I was there and stuff like that. So that is an awesome idea. And that's a perfect example of kind of what we're talking about. And then those are kind of the reflection of kind of this year. So that leads right into what about the kids? You know, in spite of all of this, we are still role models for our kids, grandkids, all the kids in our lives, and how we react to this is going to be a big deal in their lives. And, you know, before I said more about that, I even want to say it's even the little things like how we react to people that cut us off in traffic, long lines at the store. You know, you think of all of life's... doesn't happen as much now. Because no, we don't go <laughs> no. But all the little annoyances that, you know, can just get in the way. You know, if we want our... It's just important that, you know, I think going Mm -hmm. through this time kind of helps put all of that in perspective about what we're trying to teach, how we're trying to react to things. And, you know, for the kids, their worlds have changed upside down, too. They are probably not in school, at least the way they used to be. So they're home where they're not seeing their friends. 
They might not have their sports. They're feeling the tension in the family if the family is struggling with lost jobs, uh, insecurities about money. You know, all that is part of what impacts kids too. And I thought, and this was another story about Caleb, but do you remember they were just saying that he went in to, uh, for a COVID test mm-hmm. and his mom, our daughter, had for, thought he was getting a spit, a saliva test. So she hadn't prepared him for the up <laughs> the nose. <laughs> so it was kind of a shock. But he said afterwards that he just felt like it was really good to have done that because he feels like part of this ma- major thing happening in history. And I thought that is a great way to look at it because mm-hmm. it's so true. Everyone is going to look back on that. Yeah. And for our kids, this is going to be something they're going to look yeah. back and remember that. And so just I thought that statement just was such a good attitude about looking at this. You can tell his kids that, you know, back when they were putting a swab way down your <laughs> Hitting your brain, your like you said, you know, hitting your brain. <laughs> he says, that happened to me. And I thought, this is just an amazing thing. The studies have shown that by the age of five, kids that experience gratitude, they become, they're happier in their lives, they're happier with school, their friends, family, mm. throughout life. Said so this is such an, childhood is such an important thing and time for setting the stage for all of this. So then that got me to thinking, what are some things we can think about? And this impacts all of us. We all have kids in our lives, whether it's the neighborhood kids, nieces, nephews, kids, grandkids. They are the next generation. Our own childish behavior. Yes, our own. Yes, yeah, so we haven't grown up. So, you know, of course, the first came to mind was just all the traditional Thanksgiving things, some of which we did when the kids are young. You, you can do like a gratitude jar, gratitude chain, where you write down things and make a long chain. We would do uh, feathers on a turkey, and each day you'd write. Um, you know, those are all just kind of fun I don't things. That. But um, seriously, a feather on a turkey? Oh, yeah. You don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't know, memory check here, but but I was thinking about, you know, the writing letters like we were talking about before, too. That whole idea of talking to your kids about someone that they're grateful for and then being very specific about it and writing that very... So if, if they're going to write a letter, this would be a perfect time to write a thank you letter to their teacher who's trying so hard. But if you can find something even more specific. It's just so easy to write generic. Oh, thank you for this. Thank you for the gift. Thank you for being my teacher. I just love that idea of digging a little deeper and sharing. And that kind of solidifies the gratitude by. So I guess I'm starting to realize now that I jumped the gun on my letter to Kale. No, I love it. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm with the plan. Tim was just here. No, No, you can jump in. No, it totally fits into this. That idea of that more than just a general letter. But I think there's other ways, like to make a difference in your neighborhood. Uh, you know, if there's ways to help out a neighborhood, I mean, there's obvious snow if we get snow, but maybe there's an older person who isn't going to get visitors this Thanksgiving or anyone else. Um, deliver a care package. It could be groceries. It could be a plant with a card. Uh, just some fun little surprise things. Bake cookies with the kids and then deliver them to neighbors with a fun note. That would be a fun thing. Um, My... Uh- the Tituses came from England in 1635, 15 years after the Mayflower. And we have a very rich, rich history. And, you know, 30 years ago, I visited a church and they said, oh, you need to meet Hiram and Madeline Titus. And I did. And they were they were family. They were relatives. In fact, um, Hiram reminded me of my dad and um, their son, 
Hiram Jr. looked like one of my siblings. It was so, so cool. <laughs> but we would bring, or Karen and the kids would bring May Day gifts to them every year. And it was very, very special. Mm-hmm. And they're both gone now. They were older, but it was like, becomes another set of grandparents who are kids. I mean, it's, it's really is cool. Our kids have fond memories of them. So, you know, sometimes when we're out walking, Tim, do you remember the times we'll notice like a kindness rock where people leave mm-hmm. the painted rocks? Mm-hmm. That'd be a whole nother fun idea. You could do that with the kids and leave one at everyone's door. So, you know, just kind of being very specific with them. I think strong neighborhoods are really important. They have a lot, they have a lot to do with safety. And there's something you can do without going more than a few steps from home. And this isn't an idea, we're not idealizing our life, but I know that there are people in impoverished communities and marginal communities that are intentional about creating this kind of Mm -hmm. an atmosphere for the kids and for the grandkids, for all the neighborhood kids, for the kids that might not have um, the best parenting going on. So there are... This is this is something that can be intentional, and, cre- and something we can created. support other yes, people and yes, create. Yes, even beyond kind of our own neighborhood. But it's just a great way, I think, of looking at living our life and impacting the areas around us, and mm-hmm. yeah, and other neighborhoods. I think one of the nice things about today's news is that they have human interest stories about mm-hmm. e- experiences mm-hmm. like this, events like this, people like this, and they celebrate them. Yes. Yep. So I have a story to back to talking about with your kids about someone specific to think, sit down and think about talk about people that have been important to them. And you might just be surprised at who they come up with that was important in their life. And what a gift would that be to have them write a letter to that person. So, you know, it might be someone you had no idea of what to expect. It might be someone like a Starbucks barista. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here I'm go- I get to tell a story about Tim. So <laughs> and he has no idea I was going to do this. But a couple of years ago, Tim retired from Starbucks where he was a barista halftime for benefits. That was his sole job, and it was to have benefits for us. And never advanced to the shift supervisor. Nope. No, no, just, just entry that. level. When and he worked in the city of St. Louis Park, which is a suburb of Minneapolis, when he retired, the city made a Tim Titus day. And there was a big picnic and a celebration, this whole thing in honor. And the whole thing was about, this is where it's just so touching, was because Tim role modeled what they wanted the community to do. They had this thing about if we can all get involved with kids' lives, was it called Kids First or something? Children. Children First. First. How much safer life is, how much better it is for the kids. And Tim exemplified that. Tim is the barista that, when people were moving, they would come in with their child, get a picture of Tim and their child for their child's scrapbook <laughs> to remember, you know, Minnesota by. Kids would come home from college and one of their first stops would be to come in and see Tim. All kinds of different people that he impacted. And that, and you know, and that's just like an ordinary job. But when you add the extra layer of caring for people, getting involved in their lives, so Tim has been to countless weddings, bar mitzvahs, High school graduations, all through funerals, things through being a barista. And he has gotten letters, drawings, all, you know, and that really has been touching, wouldn't you say? Oh. And 
Absolutely. And Tim was very fortunate to be honored for that. Most people never get honored for that. So what I love about sharing that story is think about all the people in your lives and in your kids' lives, you know, the unsung, the, the people doing ordinary things, but in an extraordinary way, I think just gives us so much to be grateful for. So in this year, <laughs> now we can't talk, now we saw, <laughs> we still, have much to be thankful for. Our family, our friends that we get to laugh with, share our life journeys with, the beautiful outdoors we can be in. You know, our last podcast was about free luffs, free luffs sleeve, or free luffs sleeve, whatever it was, the Norwegian way of experiencing winter, which we are really working to adopt this year. Um, all of the health healthcare workers, teachers, everyone who's doing their job to care for us in these difficult times. And I think even being grateful that we can be in a place to be an encourager of other people. If there are things that we can do to financially help with some groceries or just to say a kind word, just to be grateful to be in a position where we can look at what little acts of service we can do. And, and I think that's just what this Thanksgiving needs, mm -hmm. needs to be about. So we'll make this Thanksgiving one to remember for many good reasons. Yep. Special in a whole new way. This has actually been a longer podcast than we usually do. That's because Tim goes on and on. No. <laughs> yeah, you don't do much most of the talking. But I'm just thinking maybe we're feeling extra grateful today. And mm -hmm. that includes for you guys, our listeners. All of you who are in our community just know how grateful we are for you. And with that. Yes. Have we're, a wonderful week. We have a wonderful community. Yes. And we do not take it for granted. You are, you are our friends, and you make our journey through life better. Yes. And we can all help each other do that. So have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We're, thank, we're thankful for you. And thank we you. love you.